one of the great Catholic authors of the 20th century, Flannery O'Connor, she had a thing called violent grace. And a lot of her stories represented different people who it was through a violent grace, something going terribly wrong in their lives that they didn't expect, that God then manifested himself to her, to them. And when she was asked about this, why, why this is the case, she said, I have found that violence is strangely capable of returning my characters to reality and preparing them to accept their moment of grace. This idea that reality is something to which we must be returned at considerable cost is implicit in the Christian view of how the world works. It's exactly what happened to the apostles today in the gospel. Jesus says, let us cross over to the other side. And in their crossing over, they experience a violent storm that then opens them up to the manifestation of Christ's power in the midst of the storm. So I want to talk about three things, how the goal of life is continual growth, to continually cross over to new boundaries, to become more and more free. And in order to do that, in order to cross over to the other side, as Christ calls us, we have to be willing to enter into the storms of reality, the places we'd rather not go. And it's right there that God manifests his grace and his power to save us. This also pertains in a slight way to the fathers, because it's fathers who are principally there to call their children forth to look ahead and say, you need to grow and go through these troubles so that you become better and stronger and more stable in yourself. That's the role of a father. So I just returned from a two-week hiatus in the wilderness. I call it anything but a hiatus. It was was pretty crazy, but it was um, with 15 other guys. And going in the wilderness, what we ended up talking about the whole time was reality what we were hiding from in our ideal world and what we had to face when we came into reality. Because the wilderness is an expression of the chaotic nature of reality. And that's what the storm represents. The storm waters in the gospel represent that which is beyond our control. It's chaotic, it's dangerous, and it can swallow us alive. And that's exactly why we tend to flee into ideologies because we're safe there from the reality of human nature and human life. So when you go into the wilderness, you have to deal with all the chaos that you've been hiding from within your own heart and the chaos of the elements outside. You know, there's that saying, if the devil cannot make you bad, he'll make you busy, right? So that you're constantly distracted and you don't have to focus on the real turmoil that's going on within you in your life. When you go into the wilderness, You're going straight into the chaos of reality and everything comes to the surface. So to prepare myself for that retreat, knowing it was gonna be a long time out there, I decided to watch a couple different movies about people who went in the wilderness for a lot longer than we would so that every time I got tempted to complain about it, I could think about their experience and be quiet. And one movie I watched that I was really impressed with but would not recommend publicly is called Wild. And Wild is a true story about a young woman who was caught in a very destructive lifestyle. Alcohol and drugs and multiple relationships with different men and infidelity to her husband and just a party lifestyle. She couldn't break out of it. Well, she had lost, her father was an alcoholic when she was growing up, abusive. And her mother at one point had run away with her. And her mother was like the light of her life, her only hope. And it was when her mother died of cancer, her whole life fell in, in, into self-destructive pattern. 
Well, at one point, she goes to a counselor, and he asks her, why does she keep engaging in these activities that are so harmful to her? And she said, it's only when I'm drunk or high or with another man that I can stop thinking. I can actually be at peace. So it became her coping mechanism to escape the pain of her reality of the loss that she had experienced. And in order to cross over to the other side, to grow, at one point she realized she couldn't do anything to get out of that lifestyle, so she decided to walk over a thousand miles of the Pacific Crest Trail on a journey of self-discovery and healing. And it was in that encounter of absolute reality that she could no longer distract herself from the pain that she'd experienced in her life. And all her inner demons came forth. She entered into the storm of her life, and when she stopped hiding and encountered all that suffering that was within her and in her past, she was little by little able to grow through it and to heal and to experience God in that very place. And one young man, when we did our retreat in the wilderness, really impressed me. He was the biggest guy out there. He'd been in the army for a long time, real tough kid. And you go through all sorts of training in the army, obviously, but he had never spent so much time in silence. And he was the first one, like tears just almost every time I'd see him, tears in his eyes. Just, and he, he said to me, I haven't felt this much pain for years. Why is that? He was because the first time I can't hide from my past. And in all this prayer and silence, all the things I've been burying in my life had been coming up. And for the entire 10 days, he was just wrestling with the suffering that was coming up to his heart. And by the time we left, he was the most joyful one of everyone there. Because over and over again in his prayer, he experienced Christ coming to him in that very place of the storms in his life that before he was too afraid to encounter. And that's the thing, if we really want to experience God, we have to be willing to enter into the storms of chaos, the reality of our life, as it is. And so much of the world will always offer us escapes from that. And that's why I think we're getting more and more into a virtual reality these days, right? It's like it's, it's just an escape. You go on social media, you can turn on the music really loud, you can watch movies, and it, that distraction keeps us from really going into our heart where the Lord comes to find us. Genesis says, well, first in Job it says, God addressed Job out of the storm. And in Genesis it said, in the beginning the earth was a formless wasteland, and darkness was covering all the waters of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering above the waters. And now in today's Gospel we see again God in the flesh in Jesus Christ appearing to his disciples with power to manifest his divinity and his control over the waves of chaos. When we are willing to cross over and grow in our life to enter into the chaos of reality, the chaos of our own hearts, of our own families, to stop hiding from the storms of our lives, that's exactly the place where God comes to encounter us and to heal us. That young man, he faced all his, so many of his demons in the wilderness. There's a lot of sorrow, a lot of tears. 
But he came out rejoicing because he said, I encountered Jesus Christ in the very place I had been hiding from for so long. So just let us all ask ourselves, what are the ways that I'm hiding from the chaos of reality? The chaos in my own life. The things that I know are right there in front of me, but I don't want to go near it because it's going to get messy. It can be as simple as like conversations with a loved one. You know that you should have that conversation. It's hanging over both of you. But you also know that when you go in, when you cross over into that conversation, enter into reality, it's going to get stormy. It's going to get messy. But that's the only way you can actually grow and get to the other side and experience the grace of Christ in your relationship. What I was thinking about a lot is, what are the things I go back to over and over again when life gets overwhelming? Almost like an addiction. Could be music, could be movies, social media, could be alcohol. One young man that I met, he was caught up in a lot of addictions in his life. And he gave this reflection on our time in the wilderness. He said, this quote hit him and it changed the way he saw reality. He says, as mental health is a commitment to reality at all costs, addiction is an escape from reality no matter the cost. It's like, what are the ways that I'm trying to escape the reality of my life to find God on the storm, on the shores? So you can do that, but you're going to atrophy. We can never grow. We have to be willing to enter into the chaos of our own lives, the chaos of our hearts, in order to experience Christ in the midst of it and get to the other side. And maybe that's, that's exactly what prayer is. Prayer is just turning off everything else to be attentive to God, to let the reality of what I'm going through in my heart be spoken to out of the reality of God's voice in prayer. And that's why it's so difficult. It's so difficult to remain in silence because it's so much easier to just shut our brains off, to forget. Even God himself when he came in the form of Jesus Christ, he had to conform himself to reality to manifest himself to us, which was total self-giving love unto death on the cross, because that's the reality of love in this world, unto death, suffering love, even to the point of the Holy Eucharist, where he continues to give us himself in, the mo- in something that's so real and so present that most people don't even believe that he's there. In bread and wine. There's nothing more real than bread and wine and its fragility. If we are to experience the grace of God in our life, our whole goal should be to go from the ideologies or the comforts that we have deeper and deeper into reality, the reality of my life, the reality of my spouse, the reality of my children, the reality of my body, the reality of my feelings. Enter into that and allow the voice of Jesus Christ to speak to me out of the storm. As the psalm proclaimed, they cried to the Lord in their distress from their passages. He rescued them. 
He hushed the storm to a gentle breeze, and the billows of the sea were stilled. They rejoiced that they were calmed, and he brought them to their desired haven. If we're willing to convert, to cross over to the other side of who we can be, in whatever storms may arise, we too can experience his presence, his word hushing our storms to a gentle breeze, stilling the ways of our chaos. And like the psalmist, we too can rejoice in our call as he himself brings us by his own body and blood to our desired haven.